These next two songs are Complicated off the Good Charlotte album, followed by Stalemate off the Limp Biscuit. $3 bill. Yeah. Away. I think both these songs suck. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> going on the record. <laughs> I think they're both yeah. a couple of the, the worst of the pack. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, Stalemate, first of all, Fred Durst just sounds like he needs to clear his throat the whole song. And it kind of has, like, this weird, like, oyster-heady, primacy bass line, which is kind of cool. Um, but like that whiny, like breathy, far away, like vocal tone is just so agonizing throughout yeah. this entire song. I feel like this song is them trying to sound like Tool. Yeah. And yeah. like, they're bad at that. Yeah. Yeah. And like the song is mostly unintelligible, which is like probably fine. Cause again, like I don't want to hear the lyrics <laughs> and then like complicated as like a sad, like my dad left me song with like some Limp Bizkit caliber lyrics and some, you know, parallel ticky, 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 <laughs> like, you know, wah, wah, pedal, fucking it's, rhyming aided with aided. It's, it's really cheesy. It's, it's bad. The, 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 all the little chicky, yeah, the chicky, chicky elements. Chicky, chicky. It's too much. It's bad. I, that, one of, I didn't put too many notes for this song, but my yeah. main note was this is, Way worse than the Avril Lavigne complicated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a lyric that says, giving thanks to the Lord and I pray every day, giving shouts to my peeps and this is what we say. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really fucking, that's probably the worst I guess lyric the, on any of these albums, so. I guess they were in high school, right? They were definitely in high school. It's also, I mean. I wrote it, b- bad lyrics in high school, too, you know, like. Yeah. And it, at least there was something like authentic about these lyrics because the whole song is like about their dad leaving them and shit. And like, you know, you left us one little room with a black and white TV, one eviction notice and a bill for therapy. You're living all alone. You're like a dog without a bone. You're living all alone because you left us all at home. Well, you had a second chance, but you threw it all away. Blah, blah, blah. Sitting in a bar, just drowning in your tears, lonely in your corner while everybody cheers. All right. Well. You 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 stuck it to the man, Fuck your dad. dad. <laughs> I mean, at least yeah. Again, at least there's some sort of authentic emotion to the song, which it's a cheesy, cheesy, cheesy emotion. But I don't know. I can't I can't discern any emotion from stalemate. So, well, at least the- I'll give you a taste. <laughs> Strange things occurring, happening over and over and over again. Now, bitch, you are cruelty. Oof. You bark orders with such a degrading dialect. Oof. Okay. Well. <laughs> I ain't down with the sympathy you seek, and I always remember your tender love. 
Wipe me under the rug just so you can step on my spine. I'm going to get mine. Yeah. I like to rearrange your face. I'm going to get mine. Okay. Well, <laughs> did we call this a draw? <laughs> it's a, I didn't realize, you know, when I was younger that all these fucking Limp Biscuit songs are like breakup songs. <laughs> well. Are like, are like early glass jaw tear, misogyny, bordering on violence mm, lyrics. Yeah. But... <laughs> but it's doing a little more for me than than good charlotte i think yeah i don't know dude no i they're both really fucking bad it's dumb they're both bad good charlotte is definitely more wholesome good charlotte like i i, I feel well, dirty I defending the biscuit and, and i feel like if someone really grew up with Good Charlotte and like this is like their jam, like that's harder to hate on than if Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit was my jam, but I feel like it's I I gotta bite my tongue a little bit. About yeah, that. this is again. I don't know. They're good musicians. Like the the Limp Biscuit, like the bar is set much higher in terms of musicianship, and they like you know they usually reach that in their songs, um, but. The lyrics are terrible. The vocals are terrible. And then, um, you know, what the other song was, whatever that fucking was. Complicated. Complicated. Yeah, it's fucking boring and dumb and it's about a sad dad. So, I don't know. They both suck. The end? Is it a stalemate? It's a stalemate. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll just... We'll, we'll let that one be a stalemate. <sighs> so, it's still it's still 3-1-U with one tie. Okay. Okay, yeah. We'll give it we'll call this a tie. Okay. All right. So we're gonna get into the next two songs, uh, which are uh Seasons. Ugh, yeah, it's gonna be rough. It's rough. <laughs> uh Seasons by Good Charlotte and then followed by Clunk by Limp Biscuit. I know we talked about it. I just can't get around it. I just want one night with you. getting bummed out that we yeah. have to defend either of these albums yeah at this i point. really am i'm exhausted <laughs> i really this is the midpoint and i feel fucking exhausted by both of these songs and both of these albums at this point seasons you didn't get the beginning of the song where it oh. is butt rock it is Come just a pop country that's a nickelback song I don't know if that's Come a down, nick- me up. Yeah, but the delivery is different. But still, like, though, okay. But Nickelback is—I mean, butt rock is just is just pop with fucking you know constipation. Like it's 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 not like none of this is groundbreaking. Again, it's using the same kind of very formulaic pop vocal, you know, co- verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus kind of structure, and it's not good. It's not. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Um, but also, Clunk, 
bad. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Limp Bizkit shoots their load a little early in this album. Like, I, th- I think Pollution, Counterfeit, Stuck, like, I think those are the highlights. But, I don't know, I feel like Clunk is just, it's just, it's fine. It's a solid mosh song. Yeah. This is the mosh song. I At first I just thought he was saying cock over and over again. He was saying <laughs> clunk, but I think that's kind of like emblematic of this album in general. It just seems like a, a, a big ode to his really quite insignificant penis if you were we were we were discussing this off mic but yeah yeah he did a porno he has a small dick um (laughs) it is what it is it is what it is yeah we were talking off mic about like you know the the similar all the similarities between these two bands you know just getting famous off the blind ambition and and ego of its of its front people front men shamelessness um and you were telling me that benji dated a joel Joel. Joel dated Hillary Duff when she was 16. And he was 24. Yeah. Yeah. What a scumbag. What a scumbag. Also, Fred Durst definitely banging teenagers all day. Er day. <laughs> um, I'm fucking gross. I wouldn't be surprised. Come I on. Guess. Come on. Also, okay. Clunk lyrics. Let's let's get into this. It's not too late, dude. Just that time for you to zip up that grill. Take a deep breath. Look around. Ain't nobody left. Just a target. Bullseye. Still, you walk around in a town like a clown in a force field. Yeah, so this uh, this song is really... It's it's just uh, bars from Fred Durst. Ugh. It's just bars. And when, it, when he's just rapping, you know, when he's not Ugh. doing the big hooks, you got lyrics like, over that head, you'll be crying, lying in your deathbed. Now you're just a reject. You put your finger in McYDs just to gain a little respect. But you got no clue. Why we screaming? Everybody yells you. Well, kid, I never did. <laughs> yeah, the ex- the enunciation and the choice of like syllable like emphasis is just so all over the place. It's unique, though. I kind of like it. You know, everyone, that's what everyone Uniquely hates fucking stupid. How is, okay, listen, how is that that different from fucking Northern State and their rhythmless, like, white girl fucking, like, spastic bullshit rap? Like, come on. Like, I think, lyrically, Fred Durst doesn't really have much on Northern State, but I think he, I think he does very interesting things with his voice. <laughs> you know, dare I, I say it? True. Dare I say it? The the precursor to Young Thug. <laughs> what? Fred Durst. Okay, shut up. Stop it. That's not. That's not. What? what? Yeah, he's. You think to do... Fred Durst inv- invented like varying vocal inflections on a track? He made it like his trademark. Uh, yeah, but okay, all right. That and the screams and the and the hat. <laughs> like, but like every like, there's been a million artists like Danzig, like fucking Lux Interior, like fucking it very like we we've had a lot of those types of vocalists who like go back and forth and do all sorts of weird fucking vocal inflections. Like, come on, sorry. Whatever, I like it better than Good Charlotte. I'm giving <laughs> this one to uh, Clunk. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give it to Clunk. I mean, Seasons Seasons is definitely like the first comment I made was the song. Ah, the song on this album I always skip. Like it's it's just a wicked nasally delivery and it's a super like tropey like summer's over and so is our love. Like, you know, pop punk storyline. And it's 
not groundbreaking. It's it picks up the pace like you know halfway through and it's better, but it's not great. So I'll, neither is Clunk, but I'll give it to Clunk. Yeah, I don't know. I'm give just, it to Clunk. Just give hashtag it. Hashtag give it to Clunk. Hashtag give it to Clunk. Hashtag. But what was that other fucking song that we were viciously <laughs> arguing about? <laughs> it was motivation proclamation or uh, some other one. Oh, I forget. I Sour. <laughs> We've been pretty in agreement for the most part, yeah. though. That the the, the Limp Bizkit album is better. <laughs> yeah, we're now at four to one with one tie. Okay, so this next song, <laughs> but who's counting? This uh, next two songs are "Don't Want to Stop" by Good Charlotte and "Faith" by Limp Bizkit. You know, that's a classic right there. Yeah. That's that's the great song. And it's a funny little cover of it. Yeah. It's stupid. It's it's really stupid and it is what launched like Limp Biscuit into their notoriety, into their yeah. fame and their was, entire career. That was their first really big hit. And I I remember seeing it on MTV. On T R L, I'm yeah. sure. Yep. When it like debuted and it was a huge fucking deal. Huge fucking yeah. deal. Yeah. Fred Durst directed the music video. Yeah. Well, he had originally recorded the music video and then he didn't like it and then he decided to like re record it or something. Yeah. And then he did one with like just the bands he was on tour with and put them in silly costumes. Yeah. I mean, again, not groundbreaking stuff, but it was pretty, pretty good. I mean, I guess the, the guy who did their album, I forget. He was Ross a, Robinson. That guy. Yeah, so he was like part of the Corn crew, I think. Yeah, and no, he he was the new metal producer, the new metal producer, the new metal producer, and he did not want this album, I mean, the song to be on the album. He was like, "No, this is stupid," and then rec- heard the recording, was like, "Well, we might have something here," and uh, they did, yeah. I guess, you know. Ross Robinson also produced uh, at the Drive-In's Relationship of Command. Oh. And the Blood Brothers, Burn Piano Island Burn. That is an excellent album. Yeah. That's one of my favorite albums, actually. Mine too. Um, Yeah, definitely a lot more memorable than I Don't Want to Stop, which is just a lit song with a little more pep. Um, I said this one's fine because it's just a Green Day song. It, okay, yeah. And I thought they did a fine version of a Green Day song. Yeah. I didn't mind this one so much, this Good Charlotte one. Am I about to go hard for the Good Charlotte song? Okay, you know what? I'd love to hear it. Go right ahead. I just, I don't know. Like, this is kind of what I wanted the rest of the album to be. Interesting. I just, I I, I think that's what I expected it to be, because this was was Good Charlotte's album before the one with all the hits on it, before the the anthem and and all that shit. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, well, they must have had a phase where they were, like, a regular pop punk band, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't just like pandering. Right. 
but I was wrong. They were yeah. pandering from the very start of their fucking existence. Well, they wanted to make money. <laughs> like, But this song is a straight-up pop-punk song, yeah. and I kind of appreciate that. I don't see why this is any different than like almost all of the other songs that we listen to, <laughs> Like to it's, be honest. like It's it's just it's just a very straightforward, paint-by-numbers pop-punk song that's totally singable and danceable, and, you know, it gets stuck in your head. Whereas... You know, Faith is obviously taking a, a classic song and turning it on its head in a way that makes it virtually unrecognizable from the original and um, still also gets stuck in your head, which is yeah. which is interesting and why I give the I give the edge to Faith. But, you know, I do also kind of feel like Faith is like the worst song in the album. Like it doesn't go with the rest of the songs. It's a little out of left field for the, for but i can see why it like grabbed the attention of people you know yeah. what i mean like it's a good single it's a good single and yeah. it was a great like introduction to to limp biscuit in the sense of like introducing this style of music but i need to get all fucking music snob on three dollar bill y'all but i just feel <laughs> i just feel like the like faith kind of disrupts the flow of the album and okay i'm are we going to vote for I Don't Want to Stop then? Is that what you're going to do right now, Mike Dunn? I feel like I got to throw Good Charlotte a bone because I Thank you. hate most of the album. <laughs> so I am going to I'm going to throw this one to I Don't Want to Stop because dang it, I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there's nothing hateable about it. I just think that Faith was such an interesting like moment again like in in the cultural like zeitgeist of the time. Um, in that it, it really introduced people to, I was, was, um, got the life. Did that come out before this? They were, um, right around the same time. I okay. think got the life might've been a little bit before this. It was, it, as I recall, it was like hand in hand, like there would be a Limp Bizkit video and then it would be followed by a corn video. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, those were the two rock bands they played on MTV. Cause at the time, in addition, it was all boy bands. Right. And Britney Spears. Well, which is another thing to like, it, that's important to like situate this shit in, in that context because, like, you know, how far off was Limp Biscuit from like the Backstreet Boys in that sense? The fact that they were like competing on the on the charts with one another. And, and okay. And like, this is why I'm going to give it to Good Charlotte. Like, fucking like singing a George Michael song and then also like using effort slurs at your shows. Yeah. Like, all day, or day, and like being like fucking. Also, the album title, Three Dollar Bill, y'all. Like, yeah. the phrase is queer as a three dollar bill. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Which, what are what are you trying to say with that? So, yeah. But it's also weirdly homoerotic, right? Because also Limp Biscuit, <laughs> you know what Limp Biscuit means? Yeah. Yeah. It's the game where everyone. Everyone jerks off in a circle and on oh, wait, a, no. Yeah, and that's what Limp Bizkit is. It's a, it's a, you get everyone is sits in a circle okay. and jerks off. Oh it's like God. a frat frat boys apparently do this okay. onto a onto a cookie, okay. and whoever comes last has to eat it. Okay, well that's extremely homoerotic. Yes. Self and <laughs> self hating. So you know what? No, I give it to Good Charlotte. Give it to Good Charlotte. I don't want to stop. It's a great lit song. Also, George Michael hated this Faith cover. Hated yeah. it. Yeah. I mean. Hated the band for it. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. All right. <laughs> I am I have two. It's two, four to two with one tie, I think. I don't know. I'm losing, guys. I'm losing. But um, let's go to the next one. This is I Heard You by Good Charlotte, followed by Stink Finger. And you said I could tell in the way. You said goodbye 
guys weren't popular because they're gonna tell you oh these poor boys these, they're so tough these poor guys Ugh. it's like a teen movie soundtrack you know this like soaring harmonic bridge uh similar to teen movies there are some great elements here but it's overall pretty empty yeah i mean this one's also a pop punk song i appreciated it much yeah. like i appreciated the last one but i don't know i mean it's not great Stinkfinger's good. Stinkfinger sounds like um Ugh. Stinkfinger sounds like Deftones. Like white pony Deftones. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. It's a it's a song about a bad neighbor. Like it's not super like deep in any way. No. But the chunky bass line's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, the the everything's pr- the song is like unique, you know? Like, I don't know. I mean also it sounds Stink like Deftones. Stinkfinger. Hey, uh Tool has a song called Stink Fist. So I know. They were probably just, you know, they they clearly like Tool. Yeah, they definitely it, like Tool. Like, they clearly, are. like, West Borland is, like, listening to some much more heady music than what Lip Biscuit is offering. And also, they get a lot more bro-y, like, after this album, you know, as they go on. I mean, Stink Finger is, like, a pretty bro-y title of a song. Yeah. Also, a homoerotic title of a song. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, it's, it's, it's... Fred, you can you can come out. <laughs> Let us know how you feel. Look, it's it's fine. You, you know what though? He is like anti-Trump. He is sort of left-wing, apparently. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, but like that's again, that's like the barest minimum. But well, have we heard from Benji? Have we heard from Joel? <laughs> the Madden Bros. That's true. We really need to weigh in with the Madden Brothers to see what their opinion uh, is of the Trump presidency. That's yeah. the one opinion that we've been missing this whole time. To I be don't honest. Know. Where you at, True. Maddens? Where you at, Maddens? Um, no, but I, I like, I actually kind of like Stinkfinger. Clearly, that's West Borland was listening to like Deftones and Radiohead and Tool, and like he had a lot of effects pedals. Like West Borland should have been doing bigger and better things. I mean, not bigger, but better things than Limp Biscuit. And that's probably why he quit the band after Chocolate Starfish because I don't know. That's why I like this this Limp Biscuit album. Like, you know, the, we've been going back and forth about what shittier, but like I really like this Limp Biscuit album to this day. Like I I it's not this isn't something I just picked back up for the show. Like I had listened to this a couple to look of cool in front of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago I I was still listening to this. I don't know. Like I think I think there's something special about this album what, that what other in particular rap rock, what what does it really like hit for you? Like what buttons does it press? Because I I'd love to know. I mean clearly it hits the nostalgia buttons, first right. of all, because it was a big part of But beyond you know, nostalgia. Beyond nostalgia. But beyond nostalgia, I really think that you know 
rap rock shouldn't be an inherently bad genre. It is, like, generally, 95% of the time, bad music. But I think this is, like, this album, is. if it weren't for Fred Durst being Fred Durst, like, just in terms of sheer instrumentation and arrangements. Right. You know, the, the, the skills of the musicians involved, the rhythm sections very, in you know, lockstep each other the guitar parts are super interesting the uh atmospherics are, are are great like this is this album really comes together and it works as something unique and singular in uh the, the music that was coming out at the time and it certainly wasn't appreciated I mean, besides for the fact the that time. it sounded like the deftones and corn and rage against the machine and well yeah those influences were all there you know and those bands did predate them by a few years but they were generally part of the the same scene together and i think limp biscuit was doing their own thing right the, I, I yeah they're ma- they're more original i mean good charlotte was definitely like you know reading out of a well-worn playbook they were they were they following, were huge posers they, yeah okay they're they're posers in the sense that yes like they're not punk neither were we no but they were guess what mike you're a poser too no i'm not a poser i'm a punk god damn oh it oh my god yeah how punk were we i went s- to shows okay but we i was we diy were, yeah okay i am diy yeah but we were like suburban white kids like how punk were we really that's Come always what punk was <laughs> Come okay, on. maybe true but also like what how, which machines were you raging against in high school, my friend? I was trying to figure out which ones I should be raging against. You know, <laughs> I was trying really hard. I know. <laughs> no, trust me, I was there too. I'm just saying that, like, I don't George know. George W. Like, Bush, for one, you know, like that well, was true. A traumatizing time to grow up. I can't even imagine these fucking kids now. I know they're they're fucked. They're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> I'm a I'm a fucked adult. Um, yeah. they're fucked too. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. Uh, like they're posers, correct. You're right. But like Limp Biscuit also They were trendsetters. What? They were trendsetters. Everyone no. was wearing baggy jeans and Nike they were, caps. Like, they were Brent setters, you know? They they, they set I'm a not, lot of Brents on I'm, their <laughs> on their paths. <laughs> Hashtag Brent Setters. <laughs> Hashtag Brent Setters. Like they did. Like they cultivated, yes, like a legion. Like just like Eminem was a trendsetter. And, Eminem and just wore Limp Biscuit clothes. I know, well, no, I mean, yes. <laughs> they were like the same guy. Okay, but Eminem was like way better at rapping. Way better at rapping. <laughs> yeah. So the point is, is that they were all kind of fucking posers. And like we're posers too. And here we are in our fucking 20th. That's Stop a, calling that's me a poser. We are. We are. We are. Let's be real. I'm we're capitalist. We're we're, we're we're thirty. We're we're the ultimate posers. <laughs> as soon as you turn thirty, you're automatically basically dead. So no anyway, way. these days only over thirty people are punks. It's just <laughs> oh yeah, I it's guess. just we're <laughs> we finally made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> okay, like but yes, what is authenticity to a fucking thirteen year old with fucking spiked frosted tips, like going to shop at? son getting dropped off at the mall by his mom like what what is that what is that because guess what you did i that's too close to home <laughs> i knew it i knew it i knew it. we were but at the sam goody we were getting high we were like t- drinking robitussin in the parking lot and going to sam goody and listening to the preview cds well for me punk is what i listened to when i kind of moved on from the limp biscuits you know and right. 
for me at that time, you know, as I was well, cause it's getting so into like the dead, as I was getting into like the dead Kennedys and and right, shit class like that, warfare. like I was, Good Charlotte pissed me off. Okay, but Good Charlotte and Limp Biscuit, both of what they did is super. It's super commercial. It's shameless, like fame grabbing. You know, like both of them like leverage their proximity to like famous waifs to like <laughs> propel their like popularity and notoriety. Like Hillary Duff and what was the other one? Like Nicole Richie, and then like Christina Aguilera. He got no nookie. Like all that bullshit. Like it was <laughs> so fucking stupid. Like. I don't know. Like, it, it, they were all posers. They were all posers, yeah. and we were posers for liking them. And we have to get through the rest of this album. All right, let's just move on. Them. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Wait, do we have a vote for that one? Do we? Oh, do we forget stalemate. To vote? I vote for stalemate. Yeah. I mean, it was Wait, stink finger. Stink finger. Stink finger versus <laughs> I heard you. Shit. All right, it's fine. I'll give it to stink finger, and that is the grossest sentence I've ever <laughs> stated. All right, all right. This one is called "Walk By" by Go Charlotte, and then followed by "Indigo Flow" by Limp. Jaguars, kid. Better watch out. Line them up, cheetah. Go, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Line them up, cheetah. <laughs> All right, I might have stacked this one against you here because that shit is some of the cringiest fucking lyrics I've ever heard. Oh, uh, no. Indigo Flow is bad. Indigo yeah. Flow is so bad. Indigo Flow is a fish song. God. I mean, it's just them shouting out the uh, the bands they hang out with. I know. It's literally the entire thing. It's just a fucking, like, like cash grab, like, name drop. Like, it's some northern state shit for sure. And like, it's definitely a filler song. Like, this is definitely, like, they had their songs that they wrote before they went into the studio. And this is just yeah. something. I think the whole rest of the album is some, is some shit where they were just fucking around. Because the next song's a demo. And then the one after it is an instrumental, or like a... Just a improvisational jam, right? Yeah, no, Indigo Flow's dumb. Yo, it's very bad. <laughs> uh, and then what was Indigo the Indigo Flow? <laughs> what, what is that? Is that and like an Orinoco all my Flow? Brothers in Core, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's annoying. It's also, annoying. he says, "God, I love you." At one point, <laughs> that's he actually he said to? he really like goes for it too. He's that's the last thing he says, I think, right. in the whole oh, song. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and he actually says, and God, I love you. <laughs> <That's> so again, <laughs> good Charlotte and the biscuit, same diff. <laughs> Both yeah, like yeah, we'll shouting out to God. And the secret track, which you're not even going to play. So I might as well mention it now. He does say, thank you, mom. Like you, int- you showed me how to love God. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. Indigo flow. It's just the name of it is fucking dumb walk by 
Just sounds like every other song. Yeah, it sounds like every other song. Yeah. I'm so done with this out with the I know. Good Charlotte album. At this I know. Point. What can you really say about any of these Good Charlotte songs? They, okay. Well, what can you say about Indigo Flow? That it's fucking terrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, I, but you can say more about Indigo Flow because it's like here's the things that are silly and shitty about this song. i <laughs> Whereas with Walk By, at this point, I I'm feel just like, like that is like one of the Madden Brothers is like child's name is indigo flow madden (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely like a goop name that's a goop name i don't know dude (sighs) walk by the harmonies are great yeah no you know they really lean on the harmonies i think that is they sing well they sing well i think that they individually don't sing well but i think their harmonies are in they're in key yeah (laughs) you know they're fine they're fine and uh, i don't know it's it's something it's something to latch on to about this album, which is so hard to find things to say about it. It's, it's pretty, it's so inoffensive as to completely blend into the background. And I, I would say that, you know, that's it, that's to its uh, benefit on, you know, up against songs like Nobody Loves Me. That's Nobody a, Loves Me, yeah. Yeah, right. You have like those songs that are so offensive that they stick out and are terrible as opposed to the Good Charlotte songs that just kind of like, you know, lamely, limply and flaccidly fade into the background. And um, Walk By is one of those. But uh, to be honest, would I listen to that over Indigo Flow? Yes, I would. I think I would too. You know, Indigo Flow, you got to give Limpus... No, I'm not going to give them any credit. And you go for is definitely something that they just threw on the album because they wanted 13 songs instead of 12 yeah. songs. Yep. Uh, and uh, Walk By is a song. It's a song. Uh, great. So yeah, that makes by. it 4-3. Oh, shit. Hey. When did that happen? Whoopsie. All right. So that's 4-3. Uh, but Limp Bizkit's still in the lead. This next song is called... Uh, Let Me Go by Good Charlotte and followed by Leech by Limp Bizkit. I always had your back and you always had mine to say let me go. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Are we done yet? <laughs> this is <laughs> look. I think I the, officially have a migraine. <laughs> the, the last few Limp Biscuit songs have look. The, I think the first half holds up really well. Okay. I think the first half holds up really well. Uh, I mean, this uh, this song is it's 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 whatever. It's fine. It's a it's another diet rant. song. It's diet rancid. It's an yeah okay yeah I I actually like this song one of the this is one of my favorites on the album even though I I weirdly didn't remember it um, I don't think I listened this far on the album in general but um, <laughs> like I don't know like the lyrics and who could see through such blazed up bloodshot eyes there was a plan for us one day we'd realize same <laughs> yeah but he's kind of just like the whole time yeah I mean it's and... one note it's one note but it's at least a good note as opposed to 
fucking, you know, that other song, Leech, that we just listened to, which is like one dumb bad note. That's not good. But this is like, like this is like their Indigo flow though, I feel like, where it feels like this one is just a filler track. You know, like yeah, I I d- even, it's I not checked, memorable to me. I checked setlist setlist.fm to see if they even ever played this live because I was like, this right. is. Do they even care about this song? And like, they played it five times total live. So so probably not. I don't know. And then Leech also has like the brilliant lyric, and I'd really love to take you out like Chuck Norris. Instead, I'd kick him with a vocal, slap him with a chorus. Pretty clever. <laughs> nice job, Fred Durst. I don't know. That that's fine. It's 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 all bad. I want everybody to clear their throat at this point. We can move on. <laughs> I guess so. What uh what song are, are you going to give it to? Um I don't know. They're both very resoundingly meh. Like Leech is very like boring and droning. And then let me go. I've I've already forgotten. Like I don't remember what it sounds like. Or you said it was. You liked it. <laughs> I know. You are, you already forgot that you liked well, cause it. Well, because I like didn't remember it from the original album, and then I listened to it, and I was like, this is a pleasant surprise because I don't remember it. But like, also, isn't that a problem if it's like so deeply unmemorable? Yeah, it's fine. It washes over you like every other good Charlotte song. Yeah. I I'm prepared to just call this one a tie. Okay. Okay, I'm 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 here for that. So that makes it a four three, with two ties. I think there's one that you aren't counting. I'll 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 do a total at the we'll end. We'll find out. Okay, so this next one we're gonna listen to is called "Screamer" by Good Charlotte, and then followed by "Everything," which is the last song on the Limp Bizkit album, uh, and is 16 minutes <laughs> minutes long. So we're just giving you. My eye is twitching. I don't know if that's <laughs> just being up this late or listening to this album for this long and, and trying to be intellectual about it. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, let's suffice it to say we're running out of steam here. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say that I think everything is great. It is. It's good. I think it's a really cool song. It might be my favorite song in the album because there's no Fred Durst on it. I Bare- think it's barely any Fred Durst. Yeah, Fred Durst is doing like spoken word, like freestyles. Yeah. Well, over this, this was with like a ton of effects on his vocals. Yeah. I mean, this was originally recorded. It was a jam. Yeah. Like at when they were recording this for this album. And, you know, compared to the fish songs that we listened to <laughs> last time and the fact that that was like their early demos just jamming or like the Lulu jams that were like apparently an album yeah apparently. True. like i don't i don't understand but um the biscuits jams are 
better way than better. Delicious jams. Way better. Way better. <laughs> like significantly better. Yeah, it was a cool fucking jam. I, yeah, it's super spacey. Could definitely see yourself again, like tripping this, you know, DXM and just falling asleep with your like Spencer's gifts, like rainbow disco ball, and like you know, <laughs> just like feel feel good. It's 1997, guys. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. You had body glitter all over you. <laughs> um, it was it was a good time. Yeah, and then what's the uh, good Charlotte song? Um, that one was Screamer. Screamer. That song yeah. sucked. <laughs> that was just another Third Eye Blind wannabe song. I don't know. Why do they want to be Third Eye Blind? Don't you, just, like... I felt like it was it was more lit than... Fl- fr- <laughs> I can't... Can you believe Rancid co-signed these guys? That Rancid was like... Did they? Yeah, Rancid was like friends with them. We're like, we love Good Charlotte in fucking interviews Dude, and shit. Dude, okay, well, Rancid was like writing Pink's album at that time <laughs> like pink <laughs> like the pop star who yeah. also i love i i should have defended a pink album on this fucking <laughs> show because i will go hard for pink in the paint but um yeah i mean screamer the lyrics are very dumb like what does it mean it doesn't matter it's catchy the production is solid and who cares who cares? It is it is definitely like fading deeply into the background. It's not interesting in any way. And honestly, I can't really pick out a single Good Charlotte album, uh, Good Charlotte song from this album that's particularly interesting. Yeah, it's 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 the very most interesting inoffensive. One is, the it's most very inoffensive. The most interesting one is Little Things, believe it or not. Really? Like I don't know. That's that one at least is the only one with an earworm of a hook. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, you might be right. I I don't know. It's blends into the background. It's not particularly uh, smart or uh, groundbreaking or anything like that. But it's it's so catchy. I think that a lot of them are earworms. Um, Look, I'm going to give Good Charlotte a couple of a couple of kudos here. All right. Okay. I'm going to say, first of all, that I was also in a band in high school and our songs were very bad. <laughs> they were worse. They were worse than these good Charlotte songs for sure. <laughs> it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, they were in the high pop, school. The pop songwriting acumen that these guys developed at this age is impressive. Mm-hmm. They were ambitious. They had an idea of what it would take to get noticed and get signed, and they fucking were right, and, and they, they saw it. it through. Right. With that being said, this that album's kind of... boring <laughs> as fuck. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's boring in the, in the sense that a lot of pop punk songs are or albums are boring. But right? It's like, about it's about like, you know, uh, misdirected love, unrequited love and like, you know, broken friendships and like, you know, leaving to go to college and like having a deadbeat dad. It's it's boring in the sense that it's like these like perpetual like American archetypes that like you've heard all before. Um, but it doesn't like, you know, the Ramones use those archetypes. Green Day use those archetypes. Rancid use those archetypes and it was good. And good Charlotte, I'm not going to say is like amazing or groundbreaking in any way, but it's good. It's solid. It kind of, it keeps, you know, it keeps you bobbing along. You're not wiggling a shoulder. You're giving it a solid head tap. And I, and I noticed you doing it. So you can't pretend that you didn't. Look, the end. Look, I think the music is fine. It's yeah. fine. 
And I think that the dudes are fucking huge posers, and I hated them in high school, and I still hate them now. Lip <laughs> Biscuit, look at everything, man. Look at everything. I think the world needs to know. More people need to know that there is a 17-minute-long improvised jam at the end of the first Lip Biscuit album, and it's good. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's it's good. All right. Oh my god! Just because you like process like these like layered like guitar parts to be like echoey and fucking like like that's not like eh. for some shit that's just them fucking around in the studio. I think it's very good. Okay, but it's it's the laziest good that you can get, as opposed to you know at least the industrious mediocrity of Good Charlotte. All right. As a as a staunch (laughs) defender of the Limp Bizkit album, I will say listening to it again it's pretty front-loaded it is it is really like it does peter off here at the end i mean i like everything but maybe you're right heather maybe it is and the good it is something they just threw like this and like everything and and uh leech and indigo flow were all clearly shit that they threw on because they didn't have enough songs right right exactly and good charlotte is consistently acceptable which is almost like i i agree maybe a worse transgression than than limp biscuits like occasional genius at least they were interesting and i i will give them that but good charlotte that album is a solid pop punk album and um it is not going to change the world but it is effective at making you dance and you know if you are a 16 year old in 2001 it like makes sense it makes sense to want to bop along to good charlotte and it makes sense to bop along to a biscuit too because mm-hmm. the world is a mess and adolescence is a nightmare and and that's what these two albums have in common is that they spoke to this adolescent angst and as a 30 year old we can both rightfully cringe on all of these songs and and both of these respective albums but um you know, as teenagers, it spoke to us in some way. Yeah. Which, you know, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> well, I'm going to give my point to everything for this matchup. <laughs> what about you, Heather? I don't know. It was fine. I mean, you have to give it to everything because then it's going to be five to three. If I gave it to Screamer, it would be four to four. So, yeah, but let's not think about the score. Think about I which song know. is better. You know which song I is better. Know. What was everything? What did, what did it have to you say? You said you liked it. I know. Did I? Yes. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Like it all fades into the background. Okay, I'm giving it to everything. We're giving it to Limp Bizkit because I think we can both agree at least the musicianship brings it over the edge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, so, and the originality. And so with that brings us, I actually, I, I I did the math. Okay. And you're a little off. Okay. It's actually seven to three with wow. two ties. Wow. For Limp Bizkit. Okay. Should we? I want to listen to the last song on the Good Charlotte album because Why? it sucks, and I just want everyone to hear how bad it sucks because it's, it's another fucking butt the one rock song. Change. Yeah. Okay. Change.
Yeah, I just want to drive the point home that that album fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, touche. Yeah, that shit's uh, bad. <laughs> All right, so in the first uh, ever Thunderdome <laughs> on fucking Make, Make it, it Stop, it stop <laughs> we have Limp Biscuit, $3 bill, y'all, reigning victorious over yes. Good Charlotte's self-titled debut. And... Do you feel proud? Round of applause. Round, Round of applause, applause. Yes. for our boys in Lip Biscuit. Woo! Give it up. The boys in blue. Give it up for Fred Durst, Wes Borland, John Otto, no. DJ Lethal, what? Sam Rivers. You I remember know all, of, all their of their names. I'm not looking at a piece of oh paper or anything my, right now, he's folks. He's not. He's not. That's actually very impressive. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with giving it to Limp Bizkit. I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, guys. So that wraps up our very first season. Wow. We did it. We did it. Of Make It Stop. 20 episodes. So if you haven't listened to every single episode, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Get, get your shit together and go back and listen to all of our episodes. We have them on Podbean on make it stop podcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, on Google play, uh, on iTunes, please like rate, subscribe, do all of those things. Uh, we're going to be coming back with season two in September featuring our friends from the rock candy podcast. Uh, we're going to have Saki Toomey on here. We're going to have Andrew Lowry. We're going to have Katie McCarthy. We're going to have uh, Janelle Valencia um, and shout out to her new podcast, the WWT, the queer perspective on WWE, which is Ooh. fucking so cool. Can't wait to have her on the show. Relevant um, to my interests. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, so many more, so many more uh, episodes, uh, Pale Hound's going to be coming here. We're going to be talking about Pale Hound, baby. more pop punk. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So please uh, check out our shit. Uh, like, rate, and subscribe. Keep us alive. We're going to be coming back for season two. But for now, enjoy your fucking summer. Go to the beach. Um, don't listen to any of this fucking garbage. No, but you we... know what? On your way to the beach, throw on a little make stuff. Yeah, but not... <laughs> <laughs> not three dollar bill y'all all you need is the clips yeah all you need true. is the clips <laughs> but uh i disagree throw on three dollar bill y'all it's a great beach album <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and disagree but <laughs> <laughs> until then that's what makes the show so fun and entertaining right mike yeah you know, yeah the the you know the back and forth we we don't always agree and that's what makes me right so um <laughs> thanks uh, you everybody you picked the Lip Biscuit album over the good charlotte album so. um i don't know dude i don't <laughs> you know did. i know you did you can't I know. take it back i know i don't know i'll edit this <laughs> <laughs> all right goodbye everybody it's been real we'll see you next time i'll make it stop bye bye It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 